Welcome to Overlooked, a podcast produced by Tunuka Media. My name is Yemi, and I'll be your host for the show. Released weekly, I share Overlooked stories from around the world with you. This will include the good, the bad, the weird, and sometimes the absolutely hilarious. Come back often, share with your friends, and feel free to add the podcast to your regular podcast rotation, wherever you get your podcasts. You can also connect on social media. Just search for Tunuka Media. That is T-U-N-U-K-A Media. If you learned something new, kindly support the show. Give Overlooked a like or a high rating, especially on Apple Podcasts. This would really help the show grow and get more people like you to learn something new. Finally, if you come across stories or articles that you think should be featured here, Please, don't hesitate to share them. Now, it's time for this week's episode. Welcome to this week's episode. We will get to the story about penguins. But for now, let's start with our first story, which covers the birth of a new star. The European Southern Observatory released a picture of what astronomers believe shows the process of cosmic matter at a gravitational tipping point, collapsing into a new world around a nearby star. The observatory's image looks like a mesmerizing cosmic spiral, where European Southern Observatory's very large telescope has spotted signs of planet birth. This may be the first direct evidence of the birth of a planet ever captured by humanity. The image shows a disk around the young AB Orege star. Close to the center of the image, in the inner region of the disk, we see the twist that scientists believe marks the spot where the planet is forming. This twist lies at about the same distance as Neptune is from the Sun. The AB Orege is located 520 light years away from planet Earth in the constellation of Auriga. Planets are thought to form out of the massive disks of gas and dust that surround young stars. As tiny specks of dust circle a star and collide with one another, some material starts to fuse. Much like how rolling a snowball through more snow will eventually yield a bigger snowball. After billions of years, the clumps of material become large enough that the force of gravity shapes them into planets. Until now, astronomers had been unable to take sufficiently sharp and deep images of these young disks. The new observations of the baby planet were made in 2019 and early 2020. The research team was made up of astronomers from France, Taiwan, the US, and Belgium. As usual, the pictures will be on our social media platforms, as well as the links in the show notes. It is quite gorgeous. You should take a look. The Earth's magnetic field, which is vital to protecting life on our planet from solar radiation, is mysteriously weakening. The Earth's magnetic field doesn't just give us our north and south poles. It is also what protects us from solar winds and harmful cosmic radiation. But this invisible force field is rapidly weakening, to the point where scientists think that it could actually flip, with our magnetic poles reversing. 
that is the north becoming south and the south becoming north. On average, the planet's magnetic field has lost almost 10% of its strength over the last two centuries. The weakest region in the magnetic field on Earth stretches from Zimbabwe in Africa to Chile in South America and is known as the South Atlantic Anomaly. The anomaly can be explained in short as a radiation hotspot. The lower protection from harmful space radiation along the South Atlantic Anomaly has led, for example, to a higher rate of satellite communication blackouts or higher doses of radiation for passengers of long-distance flight. For people on the Earth's surface, the anomaly is unlikely to cause any harm, but satellites and other spacecrafts flying through the area have been known to experience technical malfunctions. Since 1840, the year the systematic measurements began, the global strength of the magnetic field has decayed at a rate of about 5% per century. Within the research community, it is still a subject of debate whether the anomaly is a sign of imminent reversal from the Earth's magnetic poles. Reversals of the Earth's magnetic field have been common throughout the Earth's history. It's nothing new. This flip will not happen immediately, but instead would occur over the course of a couple of centuries during which there would be multiple north and south magnetic poles all around the globe. Alright, so for our featured story, laughing gas is not just something they give you at the dentist. It is also something that apparently comes out of the poops of penguins. Scientists have reported getting royally high on the nitrous oxide emitted by the poo of the king penguin, so much so that it actually made them ill. The levels of nitrous oxide, more commonly known as laughing gas, given up by the colony's feces was about a hundred times higher than in a fertilized field. Results from a study published in the journal called Science of the Total Environment examined the effects of the penguin's colony's activities on soil greenhouse gas fluxes in south Georgia, an island just north of Antarctica. One finding in particular was notably unique. Penguin poo, otherwise known as guano, produces extremely high levels of nitrous oxide. Professor Bo Elbering from the University of Copenhagen said that a truly intense amount of nitrous oxide exhumed was enough to send someone completely cuckoo, feeling ill and getting a headache. He further explained that one of the reasons for the intensity is because nitrous oxide is many times more polluting than carbon dioxide. The poo is known to create huge amounts of nitrous oxide because of the penguins' rich diets, which includes fish and krill, that have absorbed a large amount of nitrogen via phytoplankton. Nitrous oxide is a potent greenhouse gas with a warming effect that is much higher than carbon dioxide. It is also used as a sedative for dental procedures and as a recreational drug and in agriculture. This week, devastating floods in Michigan, U.S. has forced thousands to evacuate after the failure of two dams, one of them a known safety risk, raising questions about decaying infrastructure. With the 2014 Flint water crisis in recent memory, Gretchen Whitmer was elected governor largely on the promise to repair Michigan's infrastructure, adopting a 
Fix the Damn Roads campaign as an edgy campaign slogan while insisting that the state had to get serious about rebuilding its streets, highways, bridges, and dams. Following days of heavy rain, however, this week saw the sudden collapse of two mid-Michigan dams within hours of each other, releasing a torrent of floodwaters into Midland County and prompting Whitmer to declare a state of emergency. Evacuation orders are in effect for around 3,500 homes and 10,000 people who have fled their homes in Midland and along the Titabawatse River after the two dams failed. Video screenshots shows lake waters being sucked through the breached wall of the dam, with another video showing water roaring downstream towards communities of Edinville and Sanford. The failing Midland County dams are just the most high-profile examples of a chronic problem in Michigan, dams that are as aging and crumbling as Michigan's roads and bridges. A 2018 report card on Michigan's dams by the state chapter of the American Society of Civil Engineers found that while the state had improved its degrade from the society's 2009 report card, it still had persistent issues. Our last story this week will be of particular interest for those who are interested in joining the U.S. Air Force. The Air Force will no longer reject pilot applicants for being too short. Nearly six months after the U.S. Air Force announced that it wanted more pilot applicants to take advantage of its height waiver program, the service has decided to completely remove the initial height requirement altogether to be able to attract more aviators. This comes as part of the Air Force's ongoing effort to encourage a more diverse pool of applicants to pursue careers in aviation. The minimum height requirements for officer applicants who wish to fly has been removed as of May 13, 2020. Under the previous medical standards directory requirement, the height requirements to become an Air Force pilot was a standing height of 64 inches to 77 inches and a sitting height of 34 to 40 inches. Although most height waivers were approved, the previous restriction eliminated approximately 44% of the U.S. female population between the ages of 20 to 29. De Filippi, who chairs the Department of the Air Force Berea Analysis Working Group, considers this a huge win, especially for women and minorities of a smaller stature who previously may have assumed that they were not qualified to join. With the height requirement gone, the Air Force's medical and operations communities will apply an anthropometric screening process to individual applicants for placement in an aircraft where they can safely fly as they pursue a rated track. Thanks for listening, friends. As a reminder, the podcast is released weekly. Subscribe or follow across social media to be notified when a new episode is released. Overlooked is a Tunuka Media production, which also includes shows like Africa in My Kitchen, with more on the way. Follow Tunuka Media on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter to connect to say hi, or to be on the forefront of upcoming shows and program schedules. Until next time, I'm your host Yemi, wishing you a better tomorrow.